0: AM 600.
1: All right. And welcome back, everybody, to the Don Haskins Show as we continue live from the Three Legged Monkey here at the corner of Hawkins, and Montana. Come on down, you can sign up to win. Some basketballs autographed by the Bear. We've got the $1.50 Michelob Ultras. We also have $3 Long Island iced teas, the best damn bar food in El Paso. And, Coach, it looks like our uh, special guest is uh, through with dinner in record time and uh, ready to go today.
0: He ordered something else. He said he'll eat it later.
1: I believe it. I, 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 I certainly believe that. <laughs> Let's uh, welcome from uh, KDBC uh, Sunrise uh,
2: co-host Lou Romano to the program.
1: Great to see you. Thanks for being here.
2: man. thank you. When uh, I had a chance to come down and By the way, just so everybody knows, I'm usually in bed about three hours ago and at work around midnight. But when Steve said I'm coming on to sit next to the bear, there was no way I was going to say no. Coach, it is great to see you. What's it been, eight years?
0: Well, I know I missed you. Lou, you went to New York on this. New York. Why?
2: <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> Actually, it was uh, it was just time to uh, to take a break from the TV yeah. thing, Coach. Well, and that's where I was from, so it's it was very nice to...
0: We're all very happy to have you back.
2: Thank you, man, and and, and you look great, and you sound great, Steve. I see the Coach hasn't uh, lost his wit, no, or his fire,
1: you know, so or his sense of humor. You should <laughs> right. see what he was saying about you before you arrived. <laughs> so you have no idea. Yeah, but uh, no, I think it, I think it's great, and and the fun part is, you know, the last time. The two of you had a chance to see each other. Um, it was your going away party in May of 2000, and uh, the bear had a chance to show up with everybody else that was in attendance. It's
2: the very first picture you see when you walk into my place. Is coach handing me the
0: uh, jersey? The um, that was over at the um...
1: that was at uh, Mesa what's now Mesa Street Bar and Grill. I think right. it was I don't right. know. If it was, yeah, Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long ago is that? Eight years. Good night. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Boy, I don't look a year older, but you do. You wait.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it, Stevie. It looks great, and I, I, I would be willing to come to these every time because it's great sitting next to the coach. And I'll tell you guys, just so you guys know, you know how a lot, a lot of times around El Paso you're like, oh, the guys on the East Coast don't know who we are and blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you something. I worked in the New York City media for eight years. And the first thing, you know, and I was working at different stations, you know, here and there doing this, Yankee Stadium, uh, uh, Shea Stadium, wherever it might be, the Jets, the Giants, the whole thing. Every time I would introduce, introduce myself to somebody, they're like, oh, where were you working? I say El Paso. The first thing they say is, oh, Haskins. Oh, oh, Haskins. Oh, you, you covered Haskins? He's Haskins. lying. I am not lying. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> they know who Coach Haskins is even
0: uh, even this late Well, thank you very in much for that. Yeah. No, that's great. Uh, that's very much of an honor mm-hmm. if you say that.
1: And uh, it's, it's kind of funny. You, you know, you're coming back. It's your second time around now. Um, you're having a great time back in El Paso, aren't you?
2: Yeah, I'm telling you, and this is one of the reasons. You know, I can't do this in New York City or Scottsdale or Phoenix, wherever I was. And, and, and let me tell you, Steve, I think sometimes, you know, and I've had more people in El Paso say this, and you know what? I didn't believe you guys when you told me this when I left. A lot of you guys are like, you're going to miss the people here. I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe, blah, blah, blah. You know what? You guys were right, and I was wrong. And let me tell you, thank you, and let me tell you, what separates El Paso, and I've lived in a lot of different places, not just over the last eight years, you know, back and forth, Long Island, Manhattan, Queens, blah, 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 Scottsdale, Phoenix, that what makes the difference, and Coach, you know this probably more than anybody, what makes the difference with El Paso and other cities are the people. End of story. I don't even want to argue with that with anybody it's the people their warmth they're passionate uh they care about each other we're all in this together and that's something you won't find in a lot of other places you guys should very be proud of yourself.
0: uh lou i've been here 40 some years now see you left for eight right i must be smarter than you because i never left
2: <laughs> well,
0: i wouldn't argue with that <laughs>
1: um you arrived here in late 1990, early 1991, mm-hmm. which was in the middle of basketball season. Yeah. When you came, yeah. do you remember your first memories of, uh, of, of the Bear and having a chance to cover him uh, back in those, in those uh,
2: TV days for you? Oh, yeah. How can, how can you forget your first encounter with Don Haskins? Yeah, Coach, I was so afraid of you. It is hard to intimidate me, but, boy, getting out to practice uh, on Tuesdays, here comes Coach over to the microphone. Please don't make him mad. I mean, I don't know what to think or what to ask. What did I say? You didn't say it. You were great. You were very nice. Oh. Very nice. In fact, I was like the only guy that made you laugh. You know, we'd come out to practice, and Utah maybe had a bad we- a weekend, you know, split two, the Colorado State something, whatever. And everybody was asking, you know, the hardcore questions. Coach, the two one two and the box and one And I'm like, Coach, I think Marlon Maxi's sneakers are ugly. And, and I'd get Coach Haskins to laugh. And I was like, "Great! I've mission accomplished. I got Coach to laugh a little bit." Today. I thought they so,
0: were too. <laughs> yeah, of course, <laughs> of
2: course. So yeah, of course. And and, and I don't think anything's ever going to beat Coach Haskins with the post-game interviews. Let, Steve, do I have time to get into this? Um, yeah, you actually do. Okay, let me explain to you guys uh, something. I'm addressing the crowd here at uh, the Three Legged Monkey. What you guys can't see at home is what we see in the edit bays back at the TV stations. All right. Now remember, UTEP basketball games would end 9:30, 9:45. We're on the air at 10 o'clock. Now, we, we, we had to wait for Coach's press conference so that we can get interviews with Coach on the air by 10-15. So here we are, the game ends, we all go into this tiny room. Remember, this is Texas El Paso, right? This tiny room in the back, which is like a little mini locker room like for, for, for uh, junior high kids. Tiny, small lockers. We have to wait for Coach to come out. We're looking at the watch, uh, five little, to
0: ten. Look, that was called the green room. The,
2: the green room, right? <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: and, and it's funny I you don't say that. The hell I what
0: was green about it. But.
2: I'll tell you what was green about it. Coach would always change. He had to change his clothes to address the media. So we'd come off the, the court, take off his the clip-on tie and the blazer, and change into a green flannel shirt. So now we, as a media, we're not sitting at a table like this. Back in those days, in the 90s, we had to get on our knees in front of coach who would sit like on a little bench. Oh, so here we are, grown dumb. men, grown men in like $150 pants on our knees like this with, with <laughs> coach sitting on, a, sitting on a little stool. Now remember, the clock is running. Now it's 10 o'clock and we're waiting for coach. And, and, and coach Haskins was just infamous for teasing you with answers. Let me give you an example. <clears throat> Coach, my gosh, you guys really pulled it out there at the end, boy. Eddie Rivera hit that shot, blah, blah, blah. You know, Lou, I think what really did it for us, and I got to tell you, the one thing that really did it, <laughs> hey, Joe, what was our free throw percentage again? No, Coach, you started this great sound bite, something we could put on the air, and you went in a totally different direction. Okay, wait a minute. We'll come in through the back door and ask Coach again. Coach, that shot by Rivera there, can you describe that? You know, that kid, I'll tell you, when we, uh, when we recruited him, ugh, Hey, Fred, what was our free throw percentage uh, tonight? <laughs> Coach, we're on the air 10 minutes. Can you complete the sentence? We were dying for you to do that. But you know what? When we got back to work, and I can't speak for the other TV stations, but at that time... I would string a bunch of his incomplete sentences together to make one complete one, and then I had to cover it with video because if you do that on TV, it's going to look like a bunch of different jumps and jumps and jumps. So finally, to get even with Coach Haskins, after a couple of years, I decide. I'm going to string all of Coach Haskins' bloopers together and put them on TV. Now, I had to run this by about nine different people. I had to check with the UTEP mafia. I had to check with former miners. You know, I had to get the Bobby Joe Hill on the phone and ask them if it was okay to do this. And we did, and I was so scared. Now, that aired on a Thursday night after one of your games. I finally get out to UTEP practice on Tuesday. I haven't seen Coach. I haven't talked to him. I have no idea if he's going to shoot me in the head for doing that to him. Finally, I get out to practice, and I see the SID come over, and I said, listen, is Coach mad at me? He goes, no, not at all. He thought it was great. I'm like, are you sure? Yeah, no, he thought it was great. Okay, walk out to practice. I'm waiting for Coach to unload on me. Turns out I turn to Coach when the interviews are over. I go, Coach, what would you think about those bloopers that I ran of you? <clears throat> Didn't see it. Good, thank you, fine. I got to go, Coach. We're late. I got another story to get to. Thank you. So, yeah, it was, uh, that's what it was like covering uh, Coach Askins.
0: Um,
1: any, uh, any comments, Coach?
0: Well... <laughs> First off, I wanted to get those interviews over with quick. Uh, you can't believe what dumb questions reporters <laughs> yeah. ask me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I admit that. I they, admit that. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, uh, I guess being in the middle of the United States in Indiana, Knight had a little more experience than I did. Because oh. most of the questions, you know, I never did get things like he got. I know we're playing there uh one year and uh, they'd beat us about 10 and uh, Bob was feeling sorry for me and he's standing back there and we had about 50 this is bigger than the green room and they had about 50 reporters out there and this poor little girl that had half glasses on them half moon things asked me the stupidest damn question I've ever heard but I was trying my best to be nice and night come running around in front of me he said that's just i'm not gonna say what he <laughs>
1: yeah said. right that's the
0: stupidest you know blank 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 question and i felt sorry for the little girl and after it's over uh, uh bob and i went out and had a beer and i said now bob you know that little gal that you nailed tonight someday if you're in a little bit of trouble she's gonna be yeah. one of them against you and i thought of that uh, you know, a couple of things. You know, he threw chairs across the court. Hell, he knew where he's throwing them. Right. You noticed he didn't hit anybody. Of course. You know, uh, uh, it's a real dumb coach. Not that I'm smart. Right. But it's a real dumb coach that when you get a technical, you get it because you want to. Every time. And, yeah. And he... He was having a hard time. I was watching that game, he and the officials were trying to ignore him. So he threw that damn chair across the court. Well, that got their attention. Yeah, and, that sure did. But, you know, Luke, one of the funniest technicals of all the times I coached, 38 years. We are playing Southern Colorado. And uh, they had a, a, a coach, and he was damn good. His name was... Uh, uh, Harry Miller, I think, was his name. Harry Simmons. Harry Simmons. Well, anyway, Harry was rotund. I mean, like this. <laughs> and uh, I'm looking at it, and we're getting the best of it. You know, we're at home. And uh, I thought, yeah, well, Harry's kind of mad down there. <laughs> and he was running back and forth, and he's trying to get a hold of the officials' attention. And they, they wouldn't, you know, they're, they're not going to budge. Right. They, you know, they're just ignoring him. So we come to my end of the floor, right in front of us, and then we turn and go back. And Harry is laying on the free throw line. <laughs> <laughs> Harry got his technical. but when I look back like, down here, I look, God damn, uh, damn it! Uh, Harry, Harry just died.
1: I thought maybe he'd us,
0: But he just wanted to That's
2: and,
0: a good way to get a text. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah.
2: But, Steve, you know what? L- let me just clear up just so nobody gets the wrong impression. Um, even though Coach Haskins had five million things going through his head, Coach Haskins was always truthful in the postgame. I and mean, you don't get that with a lot of coaches and players. I'll tell you what you want to hear, blah, blah, blah. Coach Haskins never did that. He was always from the heart told you what he felt yeah. and how we thought and that's what we appreciated about uh, Coach's answers
1: that's true he told me to shut up <laughs> when I was when I was probably about 23 or 24 years old just out of college into this business I didn't say a word either it was a post game press conference he looked at me I had a smirk on my face but I didn't say anything and he just looked and said shut up and that was it <laughs> and we replayed we we, do you remember that?
0: no oh yeah you that. did we replayed, we replayed that for ten years on the radio.
1: <clears throat> that was uh, very famous. So I said Thank a bad
0: you. word while while go on radio, and I'd like to apologize. It's okay. <laughs> no
2: problem. Oh, but Steve, let me. Uh, do we have to go to a break? Yeah, we do. All
0: right, All right go ahead. ahead. So we'll
2: take a break. We'll come back more. Yeah, with I, Lou... I
0: can't. I can't tell who's running things.
2: <laughs> I know, isn't it?
0: He's asking you to go to break, yes. or are you asking him?
1: No, he's. <laughs> you, you <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it makes you. Uh, that, that's why he only comes on once every. 10 years. <laughs> All right, it's more of the Don Kids Show with Lou Romano live from the Three Legged Monkey and only on News Radio KROD.
0: <laughs> miss an hour, miss a lot. AM 600, News Radio, K-R-O-D. Okay, Serge. Um,
1: Ready? Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. It's more of the Don Haskins Show as we continue live from the three-legged monkey, $1.50 Michelob Ultras, $3 Long Island Iced Teas, the best damn bar food in El Paso. How was your food, Luce? And so you had a chance to eat already before everybody else? Did you enjoy it? It,
2: it was delicious. I had a chicken sandwich, a little barbecue sauce, a little uh, American cheese on it. It was delicious. Very nice. Yeah.
1: Um, you you know, we, we've spent all you know, the last... Wait a minute,
2: uh, wait a minute. There's something I want to point out Yeah. before we go on in case we forget. Of course. I only do that, Coach, because I know Steve forever. Yes, he does. Okay. You, you guys with the Glory Road movie... Okay, Steve gets on the phone. Hey, you got to go see Glory Road, blah, blah, blah. Ben Affleck turned it down. Okay, okay, I want to go. Of course I'm going to go see the movie. Then he calls me and says, Haskins is in the movie. I'm like, are you, are you serious? Like, yeah, Haskins is in the movie. I'm running to the theater, but I'm catching the matinee, calling in sick. Got to catch Glory Road. Watching the movie, watching the movie. You got him pumping gas? Yeah. You get the Coach, coach Haskins is pumping gas. I was ready to get on the phone. Who was it, Columbia? Whoever released that? said, so what are you guys doing in my guy? Disney. Haskins?
0: Walt Disney. Walt Disney. Oh, okay. Well, I,
2: wasn't he great? Lou, wasn't he great? I, Don Haskins. Glory Rose, baby. Yeah, my,
0: my line was, do you want gas? Yeah. <laughs> now, I didn't want to do that. And uh, finally... Jim Gartner, the director, he said, uh, you know, I told him for three months I wouldn't do it. And he said, he called me up and he said, "Uh, Coach, would you do me a favor? And I said, well, what's that, Jim? He said, we already had you down because we thought you'd be thrilled to do this. So I didn't have any choice. So go all the way out to... uh, uh fabians right. The dra- they couldn't find a gas station around town
1: <laughs> so we find this we
0: find a gas station in fabians and i'm there for about two or three hours and uh finally and i'm i'm pretty irritated by um uh, right. <laughs> you know i get there at five and we go, we go to work about eight and uh <clears throat> one time the first time we go through it, they got cars driving by. Right. Well, hell, I didn't know they were gonna have them driving in their old cars in the '60s. Right. So I said, you know, stop. And, you know, this car. No, coach. Damn. It. You know, we 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 got these cars driving by. So anyway, to make a long story short, you know, every scene in a movie. You know, these guys work hard. Oh yeah. I got I got a new way of feeling about movie stars uh and uh, uh the for a sentence or two that might take uh two hours uh, two hours
2: yeah. yeah the lighting's not and, right and the so, union guys need to take their breaks whose makeup is running yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: but anyway i said my three you know they said clang the thing which i did and you want gas you know and josh lucas Look stupid as hell, looking around that corner.
1: <laughs>
0: and uh, then I found out about residuals. Oh yeah. yeah. So I got a check about two or three weeks later, and now I still get a check every once in a while. Right. Uh, my one last week was fourteen dollars and seventy-five cents. So <laughs> uh-huh. my, my first check. Was uh, six hundred ninety nine dollars. Okay. So I asked Jim. I said, uh, "Well, what's the deal, and how do they decide? It's how many words you say, right?" And I said, uh, "Would you let's go back and do that again? <laughs> yeah. I, I can say at least twenty words." And <laughs> you know, what? I believe that you get did that. Paid, oh, it's true, <clears throat> true story. By and way. Uh, yeah, that's what he was telling me that day. He said. You know you're gonna be getting residuals, and uh, I think the check I got before was uh, twenty-two dollars. I got that first one for six ninety-nine. Now, three words. What is that? Is that but it's about two hundred, a little over two hundred dollars. Two hundred a word.
1: Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good money.
0: I said, I could have said you dumb so-and-so. You want <laughs> <laughs> gas? Don't you want gas? I don't give a damn if I give you any gas or not. I, I'd have said a lot of things yeah. if I'd known
1: <laughs> well, all I, was all great. I, all I know is this. Uh, the two of you guys have something in common, by the way. Uh, the Bear, a uh, cameo appearance in Glory Road. Lou Romano, an appearance in season four of Sex in the City. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: And, uh, we have to get in. in the,
2: we have to get Look what you did now. Do you see yeah. what you did now? Well, hang on. Coach just looked yeah. at me and goes, what's Sex in the City? Oh, good. Uh, 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 what, what was uh, a cartoon. Uh, uh, what? it? cartoon. What? <laughs> you it see was, what you did now what's that I wanted to talk about the fond memory I had when coach got into the hall of fame oh
1: we're going to do that stuff. and
0: I got to cover that. I'd rather talk I'm about just, sex of
2: course scene. you would <laughs> right of course you would
1: um all I can tell people is that if you want to see Lou Romano rent season 4 oh will you stop already and then you can spend all week long looking for him because it lasts about 5 seconds
2: yeah, about that. yeah. is it 5 about, seconds about,
1: about as long as coach Haskins is pumping gas so yeah. there you go it's, it's a pretty good scene
2: um
1: I want to, to take, back, uh, take us back now to, I think it was 1998, the year that uh, the Bear was inducted into uh, the Naismith Hall of Fame. You were on board for that and had a chance to travel with Coach and the, uh, and the group of guys that went to cover it. What was that like for you?
2: One of the greatest sports experiences of my life, and not just because I got to cover it, but because of the, the way I saw Coach Haskins the, the week leading up and the days leading up. Man, Coach, you were so proud, and we were so proud of you. And I know Eddie Mullins, the former SID, had worked hard to convince these people and get them to.
0: Eddie was the only reason it happened. You think so? Yes.
2: Did you guys hear that? I mean, that that's almost not fair.
0: Yeah. You know, and, I'm and telling I, you. I, uh, you know, he he wouldn't give up, and most of the time. Uh, you know, Knight, would you believe, uh, they went through three times before they make, put him in. In fact, he told him he didn't want, uh, you know, he got real mad about it. And I just thought, I didn't, I just said, Eddie, you're wasting your time. Go ahead look. Well, and I look. And it was 97, 98. 97,
1: 98. Okay.
0: Thank you. 97, 98? Yeah. Well, well, you guys always no, got to be right. It
1: was <laughs> sometime in the late 90s. <laughs> the late
2: 90s. Yes. 95 to win. That was uh, Springfield, uh, Massachusetts. Right. And you guys, I have to tell you, for those of you, I I know it's different to see the pictures on TV, you know, and it's different to hear the stories. But if you could actually have been there to watch Coach Coach Haskins walking around among the the all time greats in that you know historic building. Just to have his name associated and, of course, with the El Paso name getting out. That was one of the greatest sports stories I've ever had a chance to cover. And it's all because of Don Haskins. Otherwise, that that just doesn't happen. It was just so, you got a sense of of being so proud of what uh, Coach was able to accomplish. And remember, a lot of people forget it wasn't so much the wins, Coach. It was what you did, you know, back in the late 60s when you, people just don't get it. You, you changed the way, athletics, not basketball, not college basketball. You paved the way for athletics. And I think that was, today, people might not realize that. And you know what, Coach, that might be a good sign because maybe we're in a time and age now when people aren't seeing color the way they used to. And you know what? It all trickles down to to, to things that you did back in the 60s. So thank you. I don't well, think I've ever told you that, but thank you thank for you, what look, you did.
0: It, uh, I've said this many times it, uh, you know people you know the biggest question is uh, uh, were you doing this for a purpose uh, I had a long standing friend you guys might have known him Stretch Elliott and uh, about three weeks after the game was over Stretch we are having coffee and Stretch said did you realize you only played the black guys and I said <laughs> no did he say that? yes <laughs> and I said no I didn't because I wasn't you know we are just playing to win and uh, um, I think one of the experiences that everybody in town knows that I had uh, when I was 14 years old 15 uh, I started working with a young black guy who's one of my dearest friends now Herman Carr and uh, being around Herman and Enid Oklahoma uh, you know there was this side of the tracks and the other side of the tracks and we'd go over some place to play one-on-one, and uh, we'd get run off. Finally, my dad uh, built a goal in my backyard, and uh, uh, I went off to Oklahoma A&M on a big scholarship, and Herman played over at Booker T. Washington, and uh, Herman uh, was a great player. Uh, Herman, I remember the day I left, we got together, shed a couple tears, and I said, Herman... Uh, You're going to the Army. Herman went to the Army because of his passion to play basketball. And uh, uh, he did. He went to the Army. He played uh, basketball, got shot in North Korea. And uh, I remember all during that time about the black and white. It really wasn't very important. Well, see that, Steve?
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, Pretty incredible stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take a break. We're going to come back, wrap up our number one with Lou Romano. The Don Haskins Show continues live from the Three-Legged Monkey right after this on News Radio KROD.
0: News Radio KROD.
1: All ready. Here we go. As we continue here, it's more of the Don Haskins Show. Our guest here in hour number one, uh, Lou Romano from uh, KDBC Sunrise. Your uh, latest project and the reason why you're back in El Paso.
2: Yeah, the latest project would be the new and improved Sunrise program on Channel 4. Guys, I have to tell you, um, I would not have taken the job had they not allowed us to have this kind of format. What we're doing, we're now in our sixth week. Uh, We're having a lot of fun in the morning now. We uh, go on at 5, get off at 7, so we have two hours. And what we do is instead of just, you know, like everybody else in town, instead of just showing you the 10 o'clock news from the night before and just going over and over the same stories, we're giving you what we think you need to know for the day news-wise, but we're doing it while we, uh, while we have a smile on our face, and while we have fun doing it. And we've gotten uh, the, the reaction, Steve, has been very positive from all around the community. Uh, the emails, the phone calls, thank you, everybody. We're still only a few weeks old, but uh, we're getting there. And, and the bottom line is, we're, we're laughing as we do our job. So we figure if we can you know, laugh while we're doing it, we think you guys will on your way to work. You might be whistling a different tune when you go to work because of the music that we play and the different jokes that we tell to each other and to. Britney Spears, especially, who, who we always are making fun of. But I think if you guys, we have one of those formats, you guys, where if you just give us a chance, watch us one time for maybe an hour, maybe a half hour, and if you're not sold, feel free to move on. But we really think that once, we, uh, once you watch us, you'll have a good time uh, doing it. How about the departure from sports? You know, that's, that's actually what, what, what drove me to this, Steve, was uh, I've been doing the, the TV sports thing since I was 19, and my most recent sports job was a senior producer for the New York Mets Network, the Sportsnet New York Network. And it was there when I realized that, you know, I just didn't care that San Antonio beat Dallas last night in overtime. Don't get me wrong, still watch the Yankees. Right? I still got the Cowboys going on Sundays. But the drive and the passion for sports wasn't there anymore. So I quit the job. and you know, we parted amicably, went out to Arizona. One thing led to another. Got right back into sports again, working for the CBS affiliate there. Then I began doing radio news. After a guy who actually used to work in New York, was now working in Scottsdale, Arizona, recognized me from TV, offered me a radio news job outside of sports. Did that for a while. Channel 4 and uh, K-Fox here in El Paso heard about that. Both called me and said, would you be interested in doing news back here in El Paso since you're not doing it on the East Coast anymore? And I said, yeah. I interviewed with both stations, but KDBC's offer and game plan was much more attractive than K-Fox's was.
0: That's great. Coach? Uh, Lou? While you were talking, uh, my mind drifted off a little bit,
2: <laughs>
0: as it normally does.
2: A lot of people drift when I Ma'am. talk, Coach. Ma'am. So don't, don't
0: worry. <laughs> what do you think about the steroid thing?
2: You know, I think first of all, um, I think everybody's doing it. When I say everybody, I mean a lot, a lot of guys in all kinds of sports. I don't like it. I mean, you know, I mean they're cheating. But you know what, you guys, when, when you look about the look at the money these guys are getting today. It's understandable how if I'm making, you know, this is my, my job, my profession, if the guy next to me, Coach, is competing for the same spot and I know he's doing them, you know what? I might, you know, if, th- if that's my profession. Although there are those guys that don't have to do it and still have to work harder, you know, so it's kind of it's kind of a double-edged sword.
1: Coach, where do you put yourself in that situation? Say you f- you're playing a sport and a guy you're competing for a job you know is doing it, you're not, but by doing something like that could give you the competitive advantage. Would you do it or would you not?
0: I think uh, that it's easy it's easy for me to sit here now at my age and say no, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. But. Um, I think the, um, you know, I thought they were clapping from my last statement. Yeah. But, I th- but I think Keith had just came in. Uh, Keith Adams, <laughs> Natasha
1: Lacey are both in the house, which is like, yeah. uh, they're bringing down now, the
0: house. You know, um, now this is off that subject. Yeah. But, I, well, l- let me say a little more about it. I think, uh, uh, I think all pro athletes – they, they ought to get them all together and say, use steroids if you want to. But this is going to happen to you.
2: Meaning what? A lifetime Me- banishment? Meaning
0: d- damaging uh, to your body. Yeah. Lyle Oscego and, uh, and
1: all the other athletes. that have But they don't care, Steve.
2: They don't care. They're well, in it for now. The, now they, the two or three year let contract. Them, let
0: them think about it a little. Yeah. Yeah. Let them think about it. Uh, you know, I was thinking about something a while ago. You know, being with you two guys, and I know how you love the jobs that, that you have. And uh, uh, you know who the luckiest people in the world are. Yeah. It's a guy that gets to do in life what he likes. It's not, you know, like for me, I loved it. Um, I, uh, I loved what I was doing. And uh, maybe that is why... Uh, Life has gone so quick since 23 because I liked, loved every day. And I know you two do too.
1: Yeah, we
2: do. Yeah, sometimes Steve and I haven't worked a day in our lives, Coach. It's true. (laughs) Well, that's
0: that's the way I always felt Mm -hmm. about it too.
2: Well,
1: it's a great way for us to
2: end uh, our hour with you. I want to thank
1: you so much for giving up some sleep, being here, and Uh, uh, joining us on the Don Haskins Show.
2: Anytime, especially for Coach. Anytime. You You got it, man. I love you. You got it. I know you do. Likewise.
1: All right, so there you have it, folks. When we come back in hour number two, it'll be Keith Adams, Natasha Lacey. We're going to talk a little UTEP basketball man. with the regular season you? conference champs as the Don Haskins Show continues live from the three-legged monkey and only on news radio. It's AM 600 KROD.
0: News Radio. K-R-O-D.